What's up? Welcome to Aliens and UFOs part number two. My name is Eric Hoven. I'm the president of Creation Today, and this is certainly going to be an interesting conversation. The Pentagon has been quietly investigating unidentified flying objects since 2007, and the fact that they think they may exist is a really good reason for people to kind of come out of the closet and say, I saw one. Uh, our ministry creation today exists to help people turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones on their journey to Christ. And this idea of aliens and UFOs is certainly something that's been used as a stumbling block that we believe could be an amazing stepping stone on you understanding the truth. And when you know the truth, oh baby, the truth will set you free. All right, for those of you joining me on social media, thank you. I threw out a poll on Instagram yesterday, asked a couple of questions. Here are the results. I asked, do you believe aliens created life on planet Earth? And I actually had 1% of you say yes. I don't know if that was a joke or not. 99% of you said no, aliens did not create life on planet Earth. Then we asked this one, do you believe that there is life out there on other planets? We actually had 8% say yes. And actually the poll now, more people have voted, now it's up to 10% say yes, they believe there's life on other planets. 90% say no, there's not life on other planets. And then when I asked, have you ever seen a UFO? I was kind of wondering, well, what's going to happen here? Because I know what the stats are kind of out there in the world. We're going to talk more about that. But for our audience, for my audience uh, on Instagram, it was 7% of well over 100 people said, yes, they've seen a UFO. Now, UFO just means unidentified flying object. It doesn't mean, you know, it was a spacecraft uh, of alien descent. 93% said no. Should have asked if they would ever want to see one. I think I would get kind of, you know, kind of freaked out a little bit if I actually saw one. So, And I had somebody send me a story about what they saw. Don't have time to go into that. I thought it was interesting. Hey, to all my Creation Today partners out there, thank you. You guys actually make this kind of show possible. We're reaching out on social media as well now, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, to Ashley from Texas, thank you for being a Creation Today partner and helping us do what we do. From Eveline, Eveline, Eveline from Italy. So great to have you uh, as one of our Creation Today partners. Really excited about that. And Chauncey from New Jersey, shout out to you. We love being the hands and feet that are reaching around the world, influencing people to understand the truth of the gospel. And that is going to come in really clear today, believe it or not, as we talk about aliens and UFOs. By the way, social media, I'm letting you in on this one. Anybody can win this one, okay? between Facebook or YouTube uh, or our creation members out there. And by the way, yes, uh, Mizuki, I saw that you're sitting in for Masaki today. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us. And Tom, I hope you're doing well today. John, thank you for joining me. Really appreciate it. George and Gary, thanks for hanging out. And Diane, always good to have you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Yvette, great to have you. And to everybody else who's joining us 
uh, live here as a creation partner. We want to say thank you. Those of you that are online, just uh, on the YouTube platform or on Facebook, got a book here by my friend Danny Faulkner called The Created Cosmos. I want to give this to somebody. Here's what you have to do to win it. You have to comment, I want that book. And uh, all you got to do is comment, I want that book, The Created Cosmos. If you get really creative, maybe, or tell me where you're from, that might help. I'm not picking this. The ladies in the office are going to pick one of these, and they're sending me a name, and I'll tell you who won later on in the program. But The Created Cosmos, Danny actually has a chapter. Does the Bible address the idea of extraterrestrial life? The existence of life elsewhere in the universe is a belief widely accepted in our society. The sun is just one of a couple hundred billion stars in our Milky Way galaxy. We now believe that there must be at least a hundred billion other galaxies. In recent years, we've discovered many planets orbiting other stars. So it appears that extrasolar planets probably are common. And he goes through the argument of, does that mean there could be extraterrestrial life? Just that one chapter is worth this book right here from the creation store. But ladies, you pick out somebody who makes a comment that says, I want that book or tells us where they're from in the comments. And I will be happy to send you that. We're going to send you email you the EPUB version of that. So it's nice and easy. You get it right away. All right. Um, let's see here on the drive back from the Ark Encounter. I saw Danny's presentation at the creation museum, Diane. That's so cool. Danny is amazing. He's funny. He rarely wears shoes. Uh, that's awesome. And John, all John, John and Jules uh, all want this book. So, uh, all right, I'm going to let the ladies in the office pick one out. All right. It's between you and the people on social media. Maybe we should hook up our creation partners. I don't know. You ladies decide that. Okay. Uh, but thank you guys for being on here. Hey, my guest today is none other than Ian Juby, known as Wazulu. Ian, what's up, buddy? <laughs> so, uh, uh, this, this webinar, that's what's did, up. <laughs> did I nail it? Did I hit it? Yes, you, you, did, yeah, you did. You did a series recently when all yes. of this information about aliens and UFOs came out. I watched it and I went, man, I did a part one on aliens and UFOs. You went totally different direction. And I went, okay, I want to mm. get some of that information out there to you guys to let you guys see this. Um, before we do though, and get into that, uh, it is time for a little segment, Kent, what's our segment? Headlines. It's time for a little oh, yes. segment called headlines. I want you guys to check this out. First headline, former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist. Trump knows about it. Ian, what do you think about this, man? <laughs> If Trump knew about it, do you think he'd be quiet? <laughs> I mean, come on. That, that would already be on his Twitter. Well, he's not on Twitter. It's because he's not on any of the social media. Oh, that's right. That's, that's why right. He can't that's tell right. us. That's right. That's right. But, but he, surely he, Don he, Jr. or somebody would have let us know about that. Well, and especially because I, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, uh, Don Jr. actually interviewed him. And he even specifically asked him about the Roswell incident. And if he had seen, if he had read the classified reports and he's, he's, his comment was just, yes, I read it. It was very interesting. And that's all he said. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, but anyway, yeah, go on. 
Sometimes so. I wonder how much information is really out there that they're allowed to, uh, you know, yes. let the high ups know about. Or uh, I mm -hmm. guess we're going to actually we we're going to talk a little bit about that. Let me save that because yep. I want to talk, you know, uh, about what you already know about some of the black tech that's out there that's uh, classified. <laughs> we're also going to be joined. I uh, got a couple of clips we interviewed um, uh, Jason Pratt. Uh, going to be talking about him. But hey, headline number two, Kent. Headline number two. This is too good. Aliens, Ian, are now in the slammer after a fist fight with Bill over Hillary. This came out several years ago, but I saw oh, yeah. this and I, I couldn't help but think they had to be fighting over who has to keep her. And they were fighting because <laughs> they didn't want to. <laughs> no, you take her. I, any comments on that one? You take me to your leader. Only if you take them with you, preferably. <laughs> You have to yes. take this one. You, I promise <laughs> right. this one wants to go. <laughs> well, Ian, uh, in June of this year, mm -hmm. our government, the United States government, actually yep. released classified footage and said, we're acknowledging this is now declassified. And uh, they show something's going on. I got a clip about mm -hmm. what they're releasing. Here's what they're showing everybody. The whole fleet of them, look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, I'll think, dude. I don't know if this declassified information actually helped clear anything up or not for us, Ian. This is what we need to talk about. Um, what's going on here? What is up with UFOs? How does this tie into creation? How does this tie into, you know, what God is doing around the planet? Uh, I had a conversation with uh, Jason Lyle uh, a few months ago after this came out. And Jason's position was, uh, he's pretty dismissive. He's going, look, if you're looking through glass, I, I, you just can't prove anything that you're, you know, really talking about. Now, I'm not that dismissive about these things. I mean, you're getting radar locks on things. You don't get the mm -hmm. radar locks on, you know, a sunspot or something like that or a glare. Mm -hmm. So what made you interested in this and, uh, and how much have you studied it and how, 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 how wow. deep are you in this world? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty deep. It's been. Uh, it depends on what you want, on what you're referring to, because like the the alternative propulsion uh, stuff that goes back 20, 25 years. I started experimenting with that, but uh, talking on the top on the topic of aliens and Genesis and UFOs, that only goes back maybe 15 years or so. Um, I was on I was on the road with my creation museum, traveling all over North America, and uh, I, we we talked about this previously, where we always have Q and A after a talk, and invariably you always get you can predict the questions that are going to come up, and the most common question when I first went on the road was what about global warming, and of course I'm being Canadian I was all for it I'm like yeah I hope so. <laughs> Bring uh, it on, baby. Yeah, bring it on. Uh, but over about five years after, it took a bit of a dark turn. 
And the number one question almost overnight became one of what about aliens? What about alien life on other planets? What does the Bible say about aliens? Um, and uh, what about alien abductions? And um, it and it brought it all to a head probably 13 years ago, I, I would venture a guess. I was speaking in a Bible camp in Alberta. Uh, and uh, I had, in the space of 24 hours, I had eight different people come up and ask about aliens. And so I kind of got down on my knees before the Lord and said, okay, I'm going to have to deal with this. You know, it's, it's, it, it, and as well, we're about to see that those numbers, they just fall in line. Uh, your own, your own survey that you did uh, on Instagram, how many people have seen a UFO? You know, it was 7%, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Actually it went up to 10% by the time when I got the clip, it was, or got the screenshot, it was 7%, but it was up to 10% by the time uh, right now. And that's, and that's bang on the money for what you will see on just about any survey. So one in 10 people, think about that. The, the numbers are truly staggering. So it's no wonder people are asking about it. Uh, that's people who have seen UFOs. This was, uh, this was two separate polls. And you can see these on the alienresistance.org website. Okay, <laughs> Just so, that website. Come on. Alien yes. Resistance. I mean, alienresistance.org. Yep. You know you're deep in the, you know you're yes. a crazy creationist when you're going to alienresistance.org. Yep. All right, yep. keep going. Yep, yep. I, I know the guys personally. Uh, so, but they, uh, so they provided a couple of polls here. There was one, um, actually, I'll show you the one from Canada first. Um, because this one, even though it's a Canadian poll, um, it falls in line completely. It was very detailed. So this was strictly Canadians. But notice 9.6 of Canadians have seen a UFO. And so that's, again, that's just typical. And let me see if I can find that. There it is. Okay. So when you took take a look at some of the other polls as well, uh, here's a 2008 Scripps poll. Uh, and again, 8% believed they had seen a UFO. Uh, in the 2002 uh, UFO and ET Life poll conducted by Roper, and this was commissioned by the, the Sci-Fi Channel uh, back in 2002. But again, exact same statistics. 12% believe they had seen UFOs. It's typically 8 to 12%, so around the 10% mark, 1 in 10. And uh, 94% in that survey said if they were given an uh, opportunity, they'd get a ride off planet Earth on the nearest, on the first UFO they could. So, oh, when, I, hang on. When was this? Was this poll taken while that, Obama was in office? Is that no, what's going I made, on? I, I made that part up. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the rest, the rest of it's legit. Okay. So you can ignore that. Um, but the, uh, this part right here, however, is where it gets really dark really fast. And again, this number is consistent with all the polls. Typically, between two to three percent believe they have been uh, believe they have had a personal encounter with aliens, uh, and, and typically that is the alien abduction phenomenon, which is not at all what people think it is. Um, it is. It basically boils down to kidnapping and rape. And it, it doesn't just happen once. It usually happens over and over and over again. And these beings uh, keep coming back and doing it. And it's, it's torture. It's horrible. Um, and so 
two to three percent. If we go by the two point five percent average, that's one in forty. So one in forty people. So just you know, I don't know how many viewers we got on the line. I can't see, but um, you know, start doing the math. One yeah, so in forty. Based on what they're telling me right now, probably at least four to five people joining us mm -hmm. right now on the different platforms yep. have experienced something that you're talking about. Yes. And it's, it's very common. Um, so one in 40, I mean, just think about 40 people that, you know, and chances are at least one of them uh, believes they've been abducted by an alien. And so when I got down on my knees and started praying about this, I was at this Bible camp. It was in a remote location. Um, my internet connection was horrible. My cell phone connection was just as bad. I had to drive into town in order to get a phone, to make a phone call. And I started calling some, some people I respected around the country. And these people, these are people I've known for years. And every person I talked to were like, yeah, I got abducted by aliens earlier. Yeah. I was abducted once. Yeah. I was abducted once. And they all, what? Oh yeah, it was it 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 floored me. Um, basically, my numbers lined up with that one in forty. Uh, I very quickly saw just how many uh, how many people this affected. So and, I mean, just, just so I'm clear here, we're not talking about I ate some bad sushi and had a really bad nightmare. Correct. <laughs> yes, and. Um, I, I think it's okay I say this, it's spoiler alert, but basically one by one, each of those people, they were now Christians, and they all said the same thing. They, the alien abductions started when they uh, basically told these aliens to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. So there's, your, there's your first clue as to one of the things that's going on here. So, okay, so, so first of all, they... I watched a video on this. Our friends over at Creation Ministry International, they're called CMI, they've got a video that actually talks about this very specific thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's called, is it Alien Intrusion? I think is the name of it. If you yep. want to see a, a documentary that's been done on this, where they're literally talking to people who this has happened to, uh, this hasn't happened to you yet, right, Ian? No. Okay. All right. So you're not going to hear those firsthand encounters here, but if you want to hear some of the firsthand encounters, uh, alien intrusion, um, at, uh, creation ministry international CMI actually talks uh, about that on their, on their, on their documentary. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a little tricky because the, uh, there's a very distinct line drawn between UFOs and aliens. And the problem being is our culture conflates the two as one and the same. And so this is one of the reasons why all of this UFO declassification in the States was such a big deal was because everyone, it was, it was hilarious when that Senate report came out. I watched this wave of depression spread over the world as everybody <laughs> read the, this report and just hugely let down because, ah, they didn't even talk about Roswell. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they didn't talk about the aliens they have in Area Fifty One. They didn't <laughs> acknowledge aliens. Uh, they just said, "Yeah, here's some UFOs." Um, you know, and then the headlines, of course, came out. You know, uh, UFO, UFO report doesn't rule out aliens. Well, that's true, but it also didn't rule out time travelers. 
uh, interdimensional beings or demons, you know, and uh, even when evolutionary researchers start talking about demons being a more likely explanation for the alien encounters, when, when evolutionists like Carl Sagan start talking about them, um, that catches my attention. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But anyway. Okay, well, I, I want to know this, though. How many of these are just just misidentifications? We, you and I, got to talk to Jason Pratt. He's a yep. uh, he's a former Navy pilot. Uh, went into the astronaut program and now launches satellites. Uh, Jason um, has flown experimental aircraft. We actually asked him about this, and and he mentioned that one of the very mm-hmm. satellites that he launched that he let my wife and I come down and check out before it was launched. He mm-hmm. said. This is one that many people thought was a UFO. Yep. Actually, I got, here's, here's us talking to Jason. So one other uh, unidentified flying object story that uh, I was personally involved with uh, is uh, the MUOS-3 launch. And so I was the uh, launch uh, director for uh, the MUOS program. MUOS stands for Mobile User Objective System or Mobile User Objective Satellite. And it's a uh, satellite communication system for the military and uh, is uh, placed in geosynchronous orbit. Um, and w- for the MUOS-3 launch, you can Google this and look up the pictures and uh, you will see pretty amazing uh, uh, pictures. I don't know if there's too many video out there, but uh, you know we were able to observe it live and it was absolutely amazing. It was a pre-dawn launch and it was uh, about a 10,000 pound satellite on top of a, an Atlas V rocket in uh, what we call the 551 configuration. So that means at a five meter uh, uh, payload fairing. So pretty large diameter payload fairing, extra long fairing as well because of the size of the satellite and five solid rocket motors. Uh, And then the one is just the Centaur upper stage of um, kind of the first uh, evolution of that. In any case, uh, as the rocket uh, ascended uh, post-launch, it uh, pierced the, uh, its own, uh, sunrise. So even though it was pre-sunrise, pre-dawn at the launch base in, at Cape Canaveral, it had gotten to an altitude where it was now in uh, its own sunrise. So it was illuminated. So you could see the rocket quite nicely. And then uh, as it reached, uh, you know, uh, max Q and then su- it was supersonic already uh, as its speed increased and it was continuing to accelerate. And as the air grew thinner, as it gained altitude, a uh, the cloud around it from the supersonic bubble, if you will, uh, continued to grow and grow and grow until you got this big, like ocular, roundish-looking um, cloud around this this launch vehicle, and it was kind of glowing eerie in an eerie way with uh, being up in the sun. So absolutely fascinating. A lot of people that have seen dozens of launches said that was the most incredible launch they'd seen. Well, as this uh, rocket was going, and and as you're downrange of it, uh, you may likely hear it. Uh, it's going supersonic, so you hear the sonic boom plus the sound of the rocket motors. Uh, people definitely took notice up and down the coast of Florida, all the way down uh, the coasts of uh, South uh, America. And people were calling various government agencies, police, FAA, uh, whatever the equivalent would be in South America, and uh, making uh, reports of unidentified flying object. And they thought that the, uh, uh, the Martian invasion had begun uh, because this cloud <laughs> vision was absolutely stunning. 
And uh, again, just look at the pictures. And uh, a lot of people really thought they saw a UFO. And I, I guarantee you there's a lot of South Americans that just probably have not gotten word that, yeah, that was a, a, an American space. <laughs> to this day, we'll tell you they've seen a UFO and it came and left. Uh, and it was interesting. Once it pierced the atmosphere and left, the, it was almost like the, uh, that cloud popped. It was kind of like a, a bubble bursting. Um, you saw like a pinhole in it up at altitude uh, as it left because there's no more air to create that, that sonic cloud. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, then it dissipated. So it was pretty amazing uh, experience to, to view that. But that was just a rocket launch. So I hear that and I'm like, all right, how many, how many different things that people see are just that it's just it's called a ufo now a uap unidentified yes. aerial phenomenon because it's just simply unidentified they just didn't know what it was versus when we think of ufo we think of a some kind of flying saucer type thing yep and the the let's bring that home for a second uh i would re, i would uh refer to the mutual ufo network now for those not familiar with it this is an international organization. It was started in the 60s. And they're just, they're, they're people who had an interest in UFOs. And so they started this organization. And basically, if you see a UFO, you call up uh, MUFON, they call it for short. And uh, they send a field, a field investigator. And they will come, they will interview you. They will take pictures of, of the location where you saw the UFO, et cetera. And they actually publish statistics every month of the number of reports they feel. And so here's one, this, this one is from May, 2020. Uh, United States always tops the list, typically 300 to 500 per month of UFO sightings. Per month. Per month. So the numbers, the numbers are just huge. So people need to understand that, okay? Um, and MUFON reporters themselves would tell you probably 90 to 95% of those sightings are explainable. So it's exactly like, uh, like what Jason shared with us there. Uh, you can see that effect as well. Um, th there was, I forget when it was, but I believe it was over Finland uh, a few years back, a, the Soviets launched an intercontinental ballistic missile as part of a test, got up into the over the horizon, into the sunlight, and had uh, a failure and spun around in a circle. And it made this huge glowing spiral in the sky that lots of people got pictures of it. But it was it was like the most dramatic thing I'd ever seen. And ever. I mean, people for thousands of miles saw this UFO. I mean, it was up in the atmosphere, you know. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, stuff like that. The the majority of sightings are explainable. Uh, the the ones that um, like the clips that you showed from that were declassified. Yeah. Uh, as uh, by the way, Jason Pratt was he was he commander? What was uh, it? I meant to ask him his rank. <laughs> I thought he retired as a lieutenant colonel, but lieutenant I, colonel. Well, Jason, okay. if I'm wrong on that, my, I don't know how, you know, he doesn't have a big ego. He's a cool guy. So. I know. I and he's got I an awesome ministry, man. Anvil ministry, dude, you pastors oh, yeah. out there. If you want a guy who flew F-18s, F-14s, F-15s, and has launched satellites into space and works on the rocket program, Jason Pratt, send me an email, ericoven.creationtoday.org, and I'll send you 
uh, his contact info because he would be a great speaker at your church. He's awesome. Yeah, and I was trying to get him to to get me one of those F-15s. There was that buying <laughs> frenzy on them the wild. He just retired. Don't they don't they get one for retirement? Isn't that all? I don't way? What's up with that? Okay. <laughs> but uh but yes, move with MUFON, it's very interesting because not only do they keep statistics of UFO sightings, that very same month, if you take a look down at the bottom, there's a little tagline at the bottom. And it just says most impressively. There were 26 landings, hovering or takeoffs reported, and 34 entities observed. So the, that choice of word, entities, is a very carefully chosen word. And that comes back to, uh, to Heineck, who came up with the, uh, you remember, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, right? Yep. We've all heard that. Heineck was the one that came up with that classification system. Uh, close Encounters of the First Kind, Second Kind, Third Kind. And then there was fourth, fifth, sixth added later on. And Heineck was the one who chose that word entities, because let's say some top secret military uh, spacecraft, uh, like at Falcon Lake in Manitoba, Canada, which is probably the best documented UFO sighting on Earth uh, to date. Um, this UFO lands. Um, there's a door open on the side. This guy is out in the bush where normally people aren't. And he hears voices and he just figures it's you guys. He just figures it's the Americans and they've got a, you know, this experimental aircraft and they've got problems with it. Well, he's got tools and stuff. So he goes over to the door to offer to help them. And uh, he hears voices, but the voices stop when he calls out and he called out in three different languages. Hey, do you guys need help? And then he kind of stepped back. The door closed. This thing took off and flew, flew away. Um, and there was a vent beside the door when it rotated it blasted him apparently with hot, hot radioactive gases. And he actually wound up with a, a burn pattern on his, uh, on his stomach. Um, but let's, let's take that one. Personally, I just think I was people. Uh, it was just who knows who. Um, but some governmental agency with an experimental UFO craft. And so if those guys had actually gotten out of it and this guy had seen them, he might see people walking around in, say, a spacesuit. That's why Heineck called them entities. They're people, but we don't know, right? So that's why they're careful about that word. But anyway, uh, I'm getting off of rabbit trails here. So these stories are really, really interesting. Um, I, I want you, you, you actually talk a little bit about you, you, you're a member of Mensa. You've done some stuff in, in propulsion. And I want to get into the black tech stuff as well. But before we get into what kind of what we know versus what we don't know in the black tech area, <laughs> I want to give away a couple copies of this uh, book okay. digitally so I can send it to you guys. Uh, this is really a great book. Danny Faulkner, great job uh, on this book, The Created Cosmos. Uh, so the girls in the office are letting me give away multiple copies. Thank you guys. Really appreciate that. They don't always let me do what I want to do. <laughs> you guys are awesome today. Uh, so uh, Creation Today Partners. Man, it looks like if, you, uh, if you're here and you're a Creation Today Partner, they are hooking you up. So uh, those of you joining us live and who have made a comment... The rest of you guys should have made comments. Gary, you should have made a comment because they said we're sending it to Jules, John, John, Diana, and Yvette. So congratulations to you guys. On Creation Today's Facebook page, Melinda Franson says she's from near Area 51. And apparently they just felt like you need this book. So they're sending you this book. 
Make sure you reach out to uh, Eric Hovind at creationtoday.org to claim that copy. On the Genesis Movie Facebook page, if you're watching from the Genesis Movie Facebook page, uh, Parson Crew. Uh, so the whole crew, Stephen and Elizabeth and the whole Parson crew, you guys are the winner of the Created Cosmos by Danny Faulkner. And uh, reach out to Creation Today. You can grab that if you didn't win. I'm so sorry. You do have a better chance if you're a Creation Today member. Uh, and here's the part where I got to disappoint all of you on social media. I'm about to kick you off of here. And we're going to go into some stuff that I probably would get caught, kicked off of social media anyway. We're talking about with a crazy creationist. So uh, we're going to say goodbye to you guys, and we're going to continue just with our creation partners, those of you that are over on the Creation Today side. So if you want to be a Creation Today partner, by the way, we would love that. You're, you're actually enabling us to reach around the world with the creation, creation message on a regular basis. And if you want more information about that, please go to creationtoday.org, creationtoday.org, and consider being a partner with us to help us reach more people. I don't know how much time we have left on planet Earth to declare the truth. I certainly don't know how much time I have left, but with whatever time we have left, we want to just partner with more and more people to influence this world to know who God is. So please come on over to uh, creationtoday.org and consider becoming a Creation Today partner with us. And then you can join us live or watch the entire conversation anytime you want. You also get access to everything we've done just as a thank you. All of our resources you have access to as a Creation Today partner that we put up on that platform. So would love for you to be a part of that. Ian, as we continue on, man, I want to hit uh, the history of black tech. I want to get into some of the, Jason gave us some more really, he said, I love it when he starts with, I can neither confirm nor deny (laughs) (laughs) this information, but, and then start sharing stuff. So I find that fascinating. Mm -hmm. Facebook, YouTube, God bless. We'll see you next week. Oh, by the way, next week, if you're still on Facebook, YouTube, if you're still on next week, uh, we're talking to my old youth pastor who is now the pastor at the campus church in Pensacola, Dr. Jeff Redland. I want to have a conversation with parents who have a prodigal child. If you're a parent of a prodigal and statistically, there's a lot of you out there, this conversation is going to be incredibly helpful and healing to your soul. Because there's a lot of guilt, there's a lot of, of blame that comes with a child who was raised in the, in the truth and then walked away and you got a lot of questions. And so I want to specifically talk to you next week as we uh, have a conversation with Dr. Jeff Redland and specifically talk to the parents of prodigals. Uh, if you know somebody like this, please let them know. It'll be at creationtoday.org slash live. Uh, it'll be on our Facebook and our YouTube channel, and uh, we'd love for them to, to get to hear this encouraging word uh, and this hope in a dark time. There's a lot of you out there that need that, and I know that. I've talked to many of you, and every time I talk to one of you, I just, my heart breaks. I try to encourage, try to help, and uh, it just made me say, we need to make this part of a bigger conversation that we're going to have. So, parents of prodigals, Uh, coming up next week. All right. God bless you guys. I'll see you all next week. 